Hello and welcome to episode 50 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo and someone who can't remember being 50, <laughs> as it was so long ago. Hello, Mark. Hiya. A chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport and wild wonderings of the self. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. I've just run up and down the stairs, we're absolutely done for. Yeah. That was all done on one breath. <laughs> You're only getting halfway through, you think, I'm not going to get to the end of this. Well done. Well done Thank for, you very much. For doing a long sentence, I know you mm. did. Oh, I need to get back on the bike. Yeah. Feeling that. So, here we go. What? Plurals and singulars. Mm. Thought for the day. Mm. The singular of confetti. Hmm? Confetti is a plural. Oh, where did this come from? The depths of my brain. <laughs> God, it's murky in there. Well, not really. It's kind of <laughs> unicorns and confetti by the sounds of it. Yeah. Oh, okay, what's I'll, the I'll it in a sentence. Here you go. Oh, look at the bride. She has a piece of... Blank <laughs> on her shoulder. Okay, I, okay. I reckon it's um, confet. No. Confetti. No. Confetti. No. Is it? I don't know. Go. For, what is it? Confetto. Confetto. Like, how have we got a century of experience in this world and we don't know? Yeah, you just go look. Confetti. Confetti on her shoulder. Yeah. yeah, and then someone goes, "No, no, it's only one bit." <laughs> Yeah, but it's very rare. <laughs> I was very rare. Okay, so, so, what about so someone how throws many weddings one... have you been to, roughly? Uh, I don't know. Ten? Fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> so when you say rare, you'd say, what, twice in those fifteen since the bride had a singular piece of confetti on her shoulder. You've taken that much notice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you, what, I haven't? No, you haven't. You've you just... been... No, what I'm saying is it could have been happened on numerous occasions, but no one's ever used the word confetti. Yeah, but no one's ever... At a wedding. It's very rarely one piece comes up in a one piece of confetti comes up in a in a conversation, does it? Mm. Just That's because no one knows the word. Oh, that's well, a thing. People, this, we're getting onto the we're getting onto the, the meat of this, as, aren't we? You're outside the church. Everything's being thrown. Yeah, and there's the bride's aunt and uncle, and mm. the uncle goes, "Oh, that's strange. She's just got one piece of confetti." And the aunt will go, no, 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 yeah, maybe the bride would go. Look, I just want one. I just want confetti at this wedding. Yeah, you know, as, as, as one of their demands on the invite. Please come to the church with one confetti each. Part of the recycling and yeah, I want to keep reuse, recycle, reduce. Yeah, I want to keep confetti to its minimum. Yeah. so everyone bring a confetti. Yeah, one piece of confetti, please. Yeah. A piece of rice. It used to be rice, didn't it? And all I think sorts of I think other... no rice then goes. To, I think we're talking about traditional. Right, rice isn't really right. That's just throwing oh, food stuff, is, isn't it? <laughs> what is conf well, what is confetti? I'm then? talking about like the cut up bits of paper. Yeah, yeah but it could be plastic. Could be anything. You've been it? to weddings where they've thrown plastic at the bride. Yes, before they went all funny about the funny, <laughs> funny about the environment, what, like, like <laughs> bottles and stuff. No, what? The? But but confetti used to be plastic, hadn't it? All sorts of bits of confetti hasn't always been paper. Has it? False sentiments? I cannot believe we're even talking about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> False sincerity. <Poor> rhymes. 
Oh, I'm totally blowing up. I'm totally off track here now. Can we move on? <laughs> I'm trying to find out what... It's probably... Well, we've probably gone to its natural conclusion now. Thankfully. Okay. Um, coming up in this episode... Mm, I'd have a light blue horseshoe, I think, as my single piece. What, a paper-based confetto? Yep. Ooh, really set the benchmark for this one, haven't we? It's 50. We've matured. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> into a well-oiled machine. Right, okay. Um, coming up, uh, catch up and bookmarks. Um, work-life ballet, we've got the meat in our pod sandwich. Mm. Does truth really exist? I've told some people we're doing, does truth really exist? Yeah. Well, actually, we've told every one of our listeners, to be honest, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, that's true. But the people who responded to me immediately just went, good luck with that. Yeah. It is, it is it's, 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 it's bold, isn't it? Mm. The research wasn't easy. Damn straight. Mm. Mm. Right, and uh, in brain food, I'm going to ask you something you don't know about yet. So Could be let's anything. get on, shall we? <laughs> How are you? All right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. You? Yeah, all right. Bit of a heavy week, but... Mm. Still, don't bring it down. It's not all about you. <laughs> okay. So as we've already established, this is our 50th episode. Yeah. You said you were going to bring the bunting. Oh, yeah. So the bunting, so we're going to put out the bunting. We're talking about confetti and confetto. Yeah. Bunting just seems There's like the, the theme, natural next it? So this was thing. a phrase, wasn't it, that I mentioned and you... I can't remember. Oh, you can't remember it? No. Oh, Have you done good. it? Have we recorded it? No. No. Oh, what, you're I promised you're a couple of times to... ago where I went, oh, I've got a really good idea, yeah, but I'll, I'll mention it three weeks later. <laughs> yeah, never do. Like my jokes for the laughter special. You expecting me to remember everything you say on and off mic? Is well, that an expectation you so, have of everything? For someone who trawled back to find the first time I mentioned bottoms, yeah, didn't, didn't have to trawl far, to so, be fair. this was the saying. I don't even know where this came from now. That's not important. We'll say I made it up. The, the phrase was, or the saying was, if you look at everything through rose-tinted glasses, even red flags look like bunting. Just let that, let that stew, shall we? Mm. Just for a minute. I like that. It worked on various levels, doesn't it? Because it worked on like a reality level of if you did have... I think we'll be kind of touching around that idea of kind of bias in a bit when we're talking about truth. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to bring that into it anyway. About kind of how things are recorded. Bring whatever you want into the truth thing, because I'm struggling like oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> it really saying... pressed me intellectually. Seriously, seriously, hands up. I was reading stuff and thinking, this is beyond me. Mm. I cannot understand this This concept. is truth. I don't want to know. <laughs> it's it's yeah. too much for my yeah. brain. But we'll give it a, we'll give it our... Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Um, so what have you, you know, what if, thanks for the quote, excellent quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you learned... From the last 50 episodes, what have you learned? What have you loved? Well, went, what have you hate, any hated anything? Have you disliked anything? I went back and just listened to a couple of random episodes. Mm. And like I texted you, I used the comedic timing joke in episode 33. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so rehashed. Um, but you were talking about repetition and comedy. Yes. Just, just keep saying until, yeah. keep, keep saying something until someone laughs. Um, anything I disliked or hated? Nothing, nothing I've hated. Um, I went back to the very first one. Because you yeah. said, oh, and I, yeah. I just, I was kind of, my tails were curling even before it started. And it started, I was like, actually, it's all right. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. We're a lot more confident about it now, but yeah, it wasn't less... too bad. There was quite a lot in that first one, wasn't there? It sort of fell in our lap because it almost sounded as if we'd been writing mm. material for a couple of weeks and then launching the first podcast. And the fact <laughs> you'd never even, <laughs> well, you'd never even heard that. I think, okay, my one regret, I think, on these is sometimes when I listen, I've, I wish I was more precise on certain things. I wish there was almost like a sort of interjection that I could send out to everyone and go, when I said that, this is really what I meant. Because in, in some of the early ones, I think I sometimes come across as so adamant and so like, this is how the world is, believe me. And yeah. it's bollocks, really. 
But you've got to, got to, I think that's kind of the nature of this, isn't it? We could talk about work in progress, don't we? Yeah. And, and there's, yeah. and you've just got to commit, haven't you? Right here and right now. Yeah. You can sit there and work on something for two weeks and it almost be over polished or yeah, that's true. over, you know, too much thinking. And I think there's been some real nice stuff that we haven't thought about. It's just come out. Yeah. And we listen to it and it, you think about it, it's do you want it and go, well, okay, yeah, it's all right. Well, that could have been slightly better or, mm. but that's the process, isn't it? It almost feels like they're gone now, those, <laughs> everything. Before, yeah. Yeah. You know, one to 49 are gone. Can't oh. do anything about it. They're committed to history. <laughs> Confetto on the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. But I think they've kind of launched in a thousand ideas, haven't they? Some of those. Yeah. Ill thought through or well thought through or spontaneous or overthought, underthought. Yeah. You know? I think sometimes Fact, fiction, yeah. <laughs> everything in between. I can remember you saying after about six, we might struggle for material going forward. Mm. But we're struggling for time now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> Uh, no, I, we're I, still going, aren't we? I didn't yeah. think we'd get to fifty. No, I, what we thought. Although we'd do. I thought it was fairly not self- this quick. No, it? well, what twice a week? It's going to take twenty-five weeks. You could do the math. Show your face. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, the one thing I was thinking. I'm not, I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. No, the one thing I was thinking. Actually, should I tell the truth? What? Ask. <laughs> um, the one thing I was thinking is it when we just had because we haven't really. T- have much communication this week have we due to pressures of life really yeah it's true haven't we, actually? Um, but i was thinking i think it was only 12 episodes ago we had our sort of retrospective look our sort of garage philosophy wasn't it on mm. the, the turn yeah, of the yeah, year yeah, i'm yeah. thinking we're in the middle of february and we sound like some sort of channel five documentary doesn't it <laughs> but you know those lists they do of mm. you know your 50 best yeah, yeah, yeah. moments i think we, i think i'll be careful about not for being, five to be yeah, honest yeah. <laughs> so i don't think necessarily we need to do a retrospective look at everything we've no. done i think the f- sixth funniest things were probably your jokes in the last episode i like your sound effects and the fact I, we that, haven't talked about it have we, we haven't even talked no. about the edit i put the edit no. up and i didn't even ask you what i thought i told you it was up and that was it you didn't feed back i thought okay, oh i said first 18 made me laugh oh did you yeah well yeah joe I thought you were... <laughs> wasn't a I've comedy had, special i've had to listen to joe's three times mm. it's 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 a little bit my research for truth She's mm. very eloquent, mm. but I'm sometimes struggling to take whole sentences in sometimes. Mm. So mm. I'm listening again to just. Yeah. I've listened. Well, obviously, I listened to her when I yeah. spoke to her. Yeah. Then I well, edited it. Sign of it. a good interviewer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> then the edit, which is a, a bit of a weird listen. And then I listened to it back mm. and I've heard stuff, but it hadn't sunk in. Yeah. 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 And I think there's probably another probably two listens yeah it's good so on that note a big thanks to joe yeah i yeah, really enjoyed in, it in the last in the last episode um i've, I've just said i picked up loads more since i've been listening to it um just a quick reference for the book that she mentioned in that by jill edwards the book is called living magically i'll put these links up mm-hmm. on the last episode and this one and uh the other book reference was women who run with the wolves contacting the power of the woman by clarissa pinkola estes which again i'll put the links up for you clever clogs hmm I had a look where that came from. Yeah. And it seems to be, it's not kind of, there's a couple of theories. I'm hot. Do you mind if I remove my jumper, Mark? Fair enough. It is warm in here. Yeah. I thought I'd taken a risk wearing shorts today with the snow and all, but... Do you like my hair? <laughs> Pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah. Look, Syndrome from The Incredibles. I do say so myself. Who's that? It's a film. I have seen the film. I've seen the film. You've seen Incredibles? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the baddie in that syndrome with the big spiky ginger hair. Oh, okay. Anyway, clever clogs. Yeah. So boots seem to be an alternative way of saying fellow as far back as the 1600s. 
Okay. Thus, there was smooth boots, meaning a flatterer. Mm-hmm. Um, and by about 1700, the word sly boots had appeared, meaning a cunning or crafty person. Mm-hmm. Then I think that's kind of developed. The things that sounded like clever boots would have naturally followed, just became clever clogs. Okay. So, mm. honestly, what's up? Come on. No, 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 nothing's up. That's just, I just thought it might be something a bit more inspirational or Dutch. I don't know. You want to cuddle? You all right? No, I'm fine. Have you noticed how patina is now cool? Now what? Patina. Do you know what patina is? No. Uh, so patina is a thin layer that variously forms on the surface of copper, brass and bronze and similar metals that tarnish look right. to certain stones. You know, so, so kind of it oxidizes and it kind of goes brown and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it's... patina. So some of it looks old and rusty, effectively. Is it verdigris? Verdigris? I might just be chucking this out. How can, how, why did verdigris come into my head then? Because you're a, you're a wise old fellow, <laughs> <laughs> right? Verdigris. I was saying in the last episode what? about your vocabulary. It's what tremendous. Does it mean? A bright bluish green encrustation or patina formed on copper or brass by atmospheric oxidation, consisting of basic copper carbonate. Cool. I haven't had a patina. I think you're fine. The Latin is verdigris, <laughs> Damo. You absolute pleb. Sorry, haven't you seen how verdigris is cool now? <laughs> yeah, patina is so yesterday. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um, okay, you wait, they'll all be talking about verdigris, won't they? Yeah. So like if you get, um, some people actually wrap their cars in a patina effect to make it look rusty. Yeah. Or yeah, just yeah. get an old car out of a gap, you know, out of a, someone's front garden. And isn't it putting and, yogurt on stuff in gardens? What? Yeah, putting to yogurt make stuff, on what? To, 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 to get things like moss and um, things growing. You put yogurt, is it, to, to weather things in gardens? I don't know, no, it's new on me, that. That's so cool. That's your bookmark for that next hasn't time. Been cool. What, you mean I've got to research yeah. and look it up? I bet it'd be as boring as Clever Clogs. <laughs> um, and would you, you know, I would argue everyone knows a house that has rusting cars outside of it. Is that a fair comment? Yep. <laughs> Isn't it? There's always a family, because I grew up in a village, and I guess even around here there's probably one house you know that's got yeah. a bunch of cars, a bunch it's of bikes. <laughs> you know, you've got cars that are still moving outside your house, you know what I mean? You haven't got like cars that are just on bricks and, un- you know, under... That little of- grey one at the end of the drive has moss and grass growing inside it on the seats. That's Where? Just- Which grey one? You're- Amelia's car. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Well, the Corsa. Is it a Corsa? Mm. Yeah, but you know, there's some like just... Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you know, like an old scimitar or something and half yeah. under a, a Someone's cover. going to restore it. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just hasn't bothered in 30 yeah. years. I had a thought about the golf ball on the moon. Right. What if Alan Shepard had hit the ball... So hard, it'd gone round the moon and come past him and landed 24 yards in front of him. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's possible? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's all my bookmarks. It's a bit like Top Gear here, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. What, just the high-octane action? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what you mean? <laughs> Have you followed my Insta stories the last few days with my new series of therapist me and funny pictures? Yeah. Is that a mixture of your... Is it all your... Is it all it's you? all my work. It's good. Thank you. I'm really pleased with that. I've had good yeah. responses. Have you? Shall I read the last one out? Because <laughs> they're all visual except the last one. Okay. I'll read it out as you asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
therapist. Did you ask me because I haven't responded with some sarcastic remark or some like middle finger emoji or something like I, I normally do? The interesting thing is I wanted to say at the bottom, I haven't just copied these from DJ Fat Tony or well, this no, last well, one the, I did. Because I think I know, I think I realise it might have been yours because I know you like to type it up and then screen, like screen grab it. Yeah. Yeah, they have a It always looks look. like a lot of work. Yeah, there's probably a quick way to do it. So I put <laughs> therapist. So anything in particular causing you worry this week? Me. And so everyone that I've done has been that. A therapist saying something and then me saying It's nice, yeah. So anything in particular causing you worry this week? And my response is, a shark could swim faster than me, but I could probably run faster than a shark. So in a triathlon, it would all come down to who is better cyclist. <laughs> and I just... You're really know. tough with that, aren't you? Yeah, because if you think about it on the running, I definitely run faster than a shark. So that yeah. was like poetic license. Yeah. It isn't just down to that. Yeah. Do you know what I thought? Or I get I, eaten I, I, swimming. Yeah, it's kind of what I thought. I think yeah. you'd better eat before, before you get out of the water, really. But it would be in front <laughs> of me. It wouldn't be behind me. Cause it's well, that's, that's assuming not, he's competitive and not just toying with you. You know what I mean? Why would he bother? Why don't he just swim really? He'd swim at your pace behind you. Right? Why would he enter a triathlon if he wasn't competitive? Well, this, well you've, it's your joke. It's your world you've just created. Mm, well, now, he you've, is competitive. now you've created entry guidelines. I mean, clearly he's not going to enter it, is he? Why? Because he couldn't write the form. I was just about to enjoy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got access to a computer. No. Has he? No. That's true. I was just about to enjoy that whole kind of scenario and you've just blown up your own your own little fantasy there okay oh, anyway should we get on yeah let's work-life ballet ran now this is a big question mark mm. big question mark <laughs> i've literally got a massive question mark in is the middle the, of my screen is this, is this our feature that we're going to do giant punctuation of 2021 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah we haven't covered that yet look at that colon <laughs> oh that was in gut <laughs> biome <laughs> yeah. talk about my operation again yeah. <laughs> or well now actually with you semicolon yeah, with just... what's left <laughs> uh semi-sigmoid colon yeah it's good okay you, you were saying we have a question mm. a big question mark does truth really exist yeah now, this might be a little bit of what you've been looking at in terms of radical acceptance, potentially. We've potentially, had yeah. We've had some chats between us in terms of, well, we've also joked about your uh, run for president. I don't Not, think we've joked. No, well, <laughs> yeah, let me rephrase that. I've taken the piss out of you for yeah. your, your want. We've got um, another state this week as well, haven't we? We're up have to you? 35 or 36. Now. Oh, have you, got a mention, have you got one to mention today, have you? I don't know which one it was, but we got one. Oh. Yeah, but you said you were going to mention one in every pod until 2024. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Didn't you? No, well, I'll drop one in surreptitiously. Okay. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see it on the young ones when they did subliminal, subliminal messaging? No. It was banned at the time. No. Supermarkets used to do oh, certain things to encourage you to buy, but also used to pipe in. Pipe in the right way? Yeah. No, 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 not verbally. They used to put in the smell of freshly baked bread even yeah. when they didn't have a bakery but in the young ones in mm. the episodes of the young ones there are various oh, um, some things just pop up yeah one's a dove they're not necessarily trying to get you to buy anything but they right. just because it was a thing at the time that you shouldn't right. do it okay. so they did it so they did. but on willy wonka and the chocolate have you, have you wonka, seen that the Will first one not the johnny depp one yeah, the one, the Gene Wilder. Wilder one, yeah. You know, there's they have a slightly psychedelic thing. There's a bit going through the tunnel. Yeah. Did you see that a chicken has its head cut off with an axe? Yeah. Did you? Is that true? Yeah. Or is that a myth no, that we true. now have to I've bust? Seen it. No, I've seen it. 
because it happens so fast. Yeah. It's not actually cut off, it's just a headless chicken, is it? Or is actually a, a chicken gets head cut off? From my memory, because I didn't know it was a myth when I saw it, I saw it and it was like basically, a, I think it's a chicken sort of squawking away and I don't know if you actually see the deed, but it's clear that it's... I'm going to watch it now. Should we watch it together? I just crossed that granddad's been craning universal credit for 20 years lying in bed. <laughs> there you go. Was it there? Yeah, did you see it? No, I was looking at you. <laughs> yeah, a white chicken with it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I was fairly accurate in my description. Yeah, it was very good, yeah. R. I never P- noticed that. Mm. R.I.P. Mm. KFC. It's not as grim as you think it would be. What, for a beheading? <laughs> <laughs> it's a child's film. How grim do you want it? Uh, I suppose so. You think about Brothers oh, Grimm. Poor, this was the rolled poor kid out. fell in a rolled what? Rolled down, not Brothers Grimm. Right. Not rolled down. Oh, one other thing. I'm, and I'm not into films. No shit. Am I right in this? In that film, every kid who did something naughty was basically punished and taken out of the opportunity to get to the end. Yeah, but that's every every well, nursery rhyme and every children's no, no, story no. ever made. No, my intonation suggests I was only halfway through a sentence. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, so... Spit it out. The second bit was, yeah. So didn't Charlie do something with lemonade and go burping and flying up, which yeah. was just as bad as... What, just Faruka as bad as what? As, as old... Um, What's his fucking chops? Augustus Gloop. Yeah. Sticking his face in, in, into the chocolate river when he was told explicitly not to and then did. So he's ruined the chocolate, right? Then he falls in like a muppet. What did Veruca do? And then go, hold on, I'm talking about Sorry. Augustus Gloop. And then he goes up a tube and causes all sorts of damage. Yeah. Imagine the maintenance bill for that. But Charlie still broke He went into some lemon... Huh? If it's meant to reward good behaviour, he still yeah. broke the rules. This is this is probably what we're going to be covering in a minute, hopefully. Mm. Hopefully this is all part of your plan, building us up to, you know, yeah. rules. Oh yeah, this isn't random, yeah. What's, <laughs> what, what breaking the rules means. Yeah, this just wasn't a train of thought. This is all written down and on of course this, it this was. manuscript here. Yeah. <laughs> that might not translate as me shuffling papers, might it? No. Okay, no, carry on, sorry. So we joked about you becoming US... Pre- I joked about you becoming mm. US president. And although there are rules that you don't subscribe to... Mm-hmm. You just believe that you can basically do what you want, when you want, how you want, to get what you want, <laughs> right? Mm. So to ignore laws is to subscribe to anarchy. Mm-hmm. Then I immediately thought, can anarchy exist without laws? This goes back to my kind of thing, where it's, as an example at work, if you want to be off a flexibility, you need to have a bit of structure a you to, need to have a bit of a structure yeah. for someone to go. Oh, they're being quite flexible. Kind of get get my drift, right? Mm. I've always thought that anarchy is just imagine a bar brawl. Right, mm-hmm. things, fists flying, things flying across, things being broken, people shouting, just general mess and nonsense. Right, okay. that's kind of what I see anarchy as. So I read this um, this piece, which I'll link to. So anarchists contend that since humans are basically rational beings, they are naturally inclined to lead peaceful and harmonious lives. Indeed, anarchists believe that order can only develop naturally based on the positive features of human nature and natural social arrangements. Mm-hmm. And this is all sounding not like the anarchy I okay. I was yeah, yeah. kind of brought up yeah. to believe. It cannot be created artificially by establishing governments or states. Thus, for anarchists, it is the coercive and corrupting impact of the state with its imposed unnatural laws that creates disorder by generating inequality and injustice, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff mm-hmm. we've been talking about with COVID and everything else. Yeah, yeah. So the modern capitalist state, for example, will always encourage disorder because those oppressed by ruling class will attempt to overthrow the system. So could that really work? So maybe you don't need order and conformity in any society. 
than a Fowness. Such a society would be based on some type of decentralised association of independent self-governing districts, where free and equal individuals would cooperate voluntarily and participate directly in decision-making. Under these arrangements, order would materialise naturally in a peaceful, stable and stateless society. I mean, this is sounding lovely, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is sounding like a society I want to live in. Mm-hmm. This type of social order is possible because in circumstances where hierarchical authority is removed, thereby eradicating competitive, antisocial and selfish behaviour, human nature is rational, social and cooperative. And this leads to the natural emergence of orderly existence. Nevertheless, critics maintain that, given humanity's capacity for selfishness, greed and aggression, anarchist arguments in favour of stateless natural order societies are wholly unrealistic. Yeah. I went through that going, this is really good. This could be really good. It's like, oh no, we're a bunch of arseholes, aren't we? So this could never happen. No. But I didn't realise that was kind of the idea of what an anarchist kind of movement or belief system could be. I just thought anarchy was like, right, there's, let's go and do the opposite of that. But it's not, actually. It's just... No, it's the te- Yeah, I've always seen it maybe in the middle between these. I've always seen it as the deconstruction of order, but not the destruction of... But then he's things per se. I always thought anarchy, the idea of living in anarchy would be would be the although well, each day was just absolutely <laughs> mad and crazy. Yeah. And you did what you wanted. Did, yeah, but it's not. So then you come back to actually, you still need order. You still need, which is the whole point of what I'm saying here. But you, not an order still, that's put on you. Is that the thing? Yeah, but then you're into that, which is which is hopefully where we will bring us nicely into the truth stuff. One order will be replaced by another, mm-hmm. and then you're into that. Well, who are they to decide who what the order yeah, is? Yeah. I'm not an anarchist. I've just I'm going I'm just going to my job, doing my job, going home again, eating my tea in front of the TV, and getting mm. up and doing it all over again. Yeah. And I look up, and suddenly all these people Things have over, overthrown yeah. the establishment, and there's a there's a new order. Yeah. And I don't agree with what they you know. Mm. Then you're into well, that's their belief system, and your country is run by a belief system. So, and then you're just back where you started, right? Yeah. Again, you know the common sense committee. Yeah, that's what who I was who, who who are we going to employed to be the common sense committee do we need a common sense committee to put in a common sense committee and we do need an independent common sense committee that isn't bound by five years of of being voted in or out or or they're not ever voted in or out so the common sense committee is a bunch of commonsensical people but but are are basically self-governing yeah and decide that they whatever they say goes which pretty much is a and then you get into the position of power corrupt but absolute power yeah Corrupts absolutely. So that would happen with the Common Sense Committee. If what they said went, then then power would. Then you're getting into, you know, should laws exist? Are laws, but, you know, what are laws based on? Moral, ethical, religious? Yeah. You know, whatever whatever belief system you have. And we haven't gone to philosophy yet. But then, as you've probably found with the true stuff, you start to research, as you said earlier, and you just go, oh, my days. (laughs) You know, I like to think we can kind of understand some stuff on this, but some of this is proper mind-bending, right? Yeah. And from the bit that you've just described there, I'm going to totally, totally put my hands up and go, I'm not even getting to the, the paddling stage of the, the sea of truth. Um, <laughs> yeah. It it just, firstly, it's it's a ridiculous thing to think we can cover in no, no, 20 it is, minutes. Yeah. And whatever we, we, we cover is either going to be totally inadequate or flawed. Mm. And so I think that's fine. It can be flawed. Yeah. Because the, the, you know, the anarchy thing is probably sounds like quite, quite a jump or quite a leap from what, what we've been talking about. But it isn't. But if you think about what we're talking about with COVID and COVID guidelines and what we've been told, what people are doing. And then you sent me that link this week where that, that copper was getting interviewed down by the beach. Yeah. And then suddenly the coppers spot, spot a woman and a child turning up in their car and they go over and ask them and they've, tra- yeah. they've traveled seven miles so they come and walk on the beach and yeah. then they get fined, right? Yeah. 
Then we're into, there's a law. The police of, of, this isn't about the police, this is just about this subject of where you draw the line on law, where you draw the line on guidelines. Mm. What's a guideline? What's a law? Interpretation thereof, right? Those coppers probably did buy the book, did it by the book and took a judgment on seven miles isn't local, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe, and we'll come to the observing bit in a minute, maybe because there's a camera crew there filming them. Yes. They yes. had to lay the law down because if they went, you know, just go home. Mm. Or it's probably best. Enjoy or your walk. Go for a walk, but just yeah. Of course, you can see why they didn't do it, and then they look pretty sheepish on camera afterwards. Going, yeah, you know, they didn't want to mm. do it, did they? No. None of no. the police want to be doing no. that. But you are into interpretation, and I kind of asked a friend of mine who's in the in the force, yeah. and they said, I, I would say seven miles local. I would have done it differently. Mm. So it's not about the law; it's about judgment. Yes, because you know, local local isn't isn't a fixed isn't a fixed distance. If they it depends driven, where you live. If right? they'd driven seven miles from McDonald's, number one, you could say that isn't essential. Although mm. you could say, well, it is. It's food. Yeah, I want to. So that food is essential. Yeah. If your local McDonald's is seven miles away, then it is local. Yeah, that that would have been fine. Yeah. So obviously, of the two, and walking being, on a deserted beach with your daughter is less dangerous than the other. And then, but that's where, as you say, guidelines, interpretation, yeah, all this comes into yeah. it. And I think that was the problem that when I was looking at the truth, mm. when I was looking at the philosophical, and I look at, at Nietzsche a lot, and he was, I'll read a couple of bits out. I don't want to do loads of reading mm. out, but he did a, um, some bits around language and how language has an influence on truth. But as I was reading that and I was putting my own thoughts onto it, what, what I came to the conclusion was that to think of truth as this pure concept that people adhere to is a misnomer mm -hmm. because you couldn't survive. No, nobody in any position of authority could survive, either professionally or whatever, just telling the truth. Mm. And then the second point of this is, is truth facts mm. or is truth our interpretation of circumstances yeah. so something can be true to one person and not to another and i think that's where we get into the difficulty yeah, to see truth as some sort of pure concept that's almost measurable well the difficulty is it's because it's both of those things yeah and it's none of those things yes. <laughs> yeah yeah true and everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah so philosophy and truth philosophy helps us to deal with questions about what is and isn't true by encouraging us to stand back and look at the broader picture it may not give us absolute truths, but it helps us shine a light on how we think about what is and isn't true. We might hold some beliefs and what the difference is between belief and, ev and evidence, which is exactly what you were just mm -hmm. saying, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Belief and faith. So for a belief to exist, you need believers, mm -hmm. which I thought was a nice one. That's really simple, but it's yeah. really obvious, isn't yeah. it? Um, this is a relationship between a proposal about something and people believing in it. Dr. James Studd, a lecturer in philosophy of mathematics at the University of Oxford, says, The earth was always round. That was always true. What's changed is the belief and knowledge about the earth. The earth didn't change. We did. I read that. Yeah. Good, isn't that? Yeah. Um, and as an example, so, uh, for example, in terms of our food and our health, most people aren't in a position to tell if something is good or bad for them. No. Um, so either they believe what feels right to them and what makes sense in their view, and we're back to the yeah. kind of their yeah. worldview and lived experience and that kind of thing or if they look up the evidence and weigh it up themselves and there's a bit in a minute about that believe it or not doctors once thought smoking wasn't particularly harmful well even a step further than that mm. they actually thought it was beneficial to health. yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, there's all those old posters, isn't there? Yeah, especially like somehow I think when menthol came in, that was like taking <laughs> up a step further, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it'll get, yeah, stop you getting a cold or something. Yeah. So now thanks to science and evidence, we know the truth about smoking, but the truth hasn't changed. No. Smoking has always caused cancer in some smokers, just like now the earth hasn't always been round. This is a quote from Dr. Studd. No one decides what is truth. We may come to know something about the world from gaining knowledge based on evidence. So basically, I asked the question, have you ever thought something was true, then later discovered it wasn't? What made you change your mind? Yeah. And there's a comment, there's all sorts of things that might change your mind. Yeah. But someone coming along and telling you, telling you a new fact could be enough. Mm. But it might not be based on science, maths. It could be based on their worldview. Yeah. And if you think about that and expand that out, extrapolate that out into what we've got now... <laughs> So, so truth is a, a movable feast, in effect. Yeah, but, but like you said, that's, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's, it's one of each of those things and both of those things that can be all those things at the same yeah. time that you said at those two questions earlier. In terms of science and mathematics, would mathematics exist if people didn't? Did we create mathematical concepts to help us understand the world around us? Or is maths the native language of the universe itself? So maths teacher Jeff Dikofsky traces some famous arguments in this age-old debate. Um, and there's a video which I found, which has got some questions, which I'll put a link to. But this is one of the quotes from the videos. So whether mathematics was discovered or invented, did we create mathematical concepts to help us understand the universe around us? Or is maths the native language of the universe itself, existing whether we find its truths or not? Are numbers, polygons and equations truly real or merely ethereal representations of some theoretical ideal? Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole bit, which we had, again, we haven't got, you know, we're not... We haven't got the time or no, the expertise. We haven't got a thousand years to talk about this. No. But they even go into the origins of numbers, yeah. you know. And, and I think when I talk about Nietzsche in a minute, some of his was around that language. And we did this a bit on the Orwellian thing about Newspeak in 1984, that, that basically I think, um, again, I might be wrong on this, but I think one of the, the tenets of Orwell's thoughts within 1984 was around by taking away words, you you can control the truth or the, the the spread of information. So I think I think I've been trying to get 1984. It was sold out in a couple of places I looked, right. which is I guess not surprising, is it? Um, but yeah, but I think it was that bit about by continually reducing the number of words to make it easier to yeah, yeah. either contain the truth maybe um, yeah. If there's less ways, and this is what happened with the internet, isn't it? There's a hundred ways to to say everything now. Yeah, absolutely. back in the day, it was there wasn't there was truth or false. Yeah, there's only one thing that got. I've um, I was looking at about statistics, which one of those things just kind of prompted me to have a look around. And there's this quote from, um, and again, I put the links up to this Guardian article, and um, the quote was: "By the very nature, statistics can only be misused when the audience doesn't bother checking them." Statistics are just a numerical summary of evidence that's been collected. They give people the starting point to delve directly into that evidence and see if the arguments hold together. And of mm -hmm. course, that's we've touched on all these things, haven't we? Yeah. And you go deep diving and stuff. And it's like, if you take, you know, you, you, you rarely take a statistic at face value. Mm. You know, yeah. it's like a red rag, isn't it? It's yeah. like a bit of red bunting to a, to a bull, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> For you. We go, right, now I'm going to have a look at that myself. And you go in and within minutes, probably you're smashing it to pieces. I mean, it came up on the course today. I was saying one of the things I was looking um, in terms of introspection a bit was that I've been made aware and become self-aware that I have a natural default of questioning either authority or questioning someone's statistics or facts yeah. or you know my my first thought is disprove that 
and I found myself doing it today on the course. We, mm. um, the facilitator put up, um, shared a slide some, <laughs> on the vagus nerve, interesting, a, an absolutely beautiful <laughs> picture like, of it. Bring it on. Yeah, I know all then. about this. Yeah. <laughs> Try your best. <laughs> and um, anyway, shit, didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't because I hadn't realised it actually comes um, through to the mouth and the jaw and the eyes, the vagus nerve. I hadn't realised it came that way outwards as well how did the humble pie taste all right was it no but I, by this time i hadn't been outspoken because <laughs> right. i was being all calm but okay. the interesting thing was and we will come on to this the other time is that the, the thing on the course today was the half smile and we have alluded yeah, to the half have, smile yeah. you've talked you've done it in, your, in the meditation that yes. was on here um now i know that the vagus nerve comes out to the to the jaw and the lips it now makes more sense because you're actually sending a physical representation or a physical message back to the brain Mm-hmm. Okay. So this idea of telling your brain you've got a half smile, you don't have to be the sort of a great big laugh or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You're sending a message mm-hmm. back. So yeah, that was quite eye opening. Sorry, okay. I interrupted. Or jaw dropping. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I just kind of picked up on your your natural. You just said your natural kind of responses to disprove. Yeah. yeah. You'd also go that's probably judgment. But that's actually not a bad. It's not a bad reflex, is it? To not take everything at face value. Yeah, Again, as long as the, the confirmation balance, the balance. bias, though, that's the only one thing that's sort of happening a little bit now. I do when find... In terms of going, I don't believe you because that doesn't, that doesn't subscribe to my narrative. Is that what you're saying? People have to work harder, I think, now for me. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not closed in my mind. But it is dangerous to go around just accepting what people are saying, yeah. isn't it? It is. Yes. And, you know, we haven't kind of got into, you know, what is our own truth. We've talked about thoughts as being facts and we haven't kind of got into the, you know our own truth and what is true to us yeah whether whether it becomes a, a an external communication to someone else or not yes yeah you, know, you don't yes. you don't have to like you said you know society wouldn't be where it was if if everyone told the truth mm. yeah we, we, we there's some things we shouldn't we shouldn't know yeah and and we don't want to know because they are they'll either breakdowns of society or they'll 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 scare people yeah <laughs> the irony of the whole thing now yeah. <laughs> everyone's probably getting you know scared by some truth and a whole lot of a whole yes. lot of which how shall i say it um you mentioned it a minute ago the bending of language so we say i'm not saying yeah. lies yeah or you know or mistruths or put- there is something there you can portray the same fact in two different ways like i'm saying the statistics it's like we you know it's it's a representation of something you know then you get into how it's even how it's even collated and recorded in the first place yeah. which i got yeah. a little bit on in a minute Commence system shutdown. That was fun. That was weird. Yeah. That was the universe. The universe has spoken to us. I think I started talking about the government bending, bending truth. Yeah. And the whole Mac decided to reboot and, was, inst- and install an update. Yeah. And I was actually looking something about masks on my phone at the same time. Yeah. Still. And now we've come back. We've put everything back. And now we're talking into the mics and it doesn't sound the same. No. And you can only imagine what I'm feeling right now, Mr. High Level Production Values. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm trying to keep a lid on Normally it. That's you get, all I'm saying. You get a sweat because of clothing. Now it's just because. Yeah, we might have to come back just away from the mic a little bit. Yeah, I think. Okay. And not give it the gusto. Something's happened. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. No. But we've got to get on with it. Yeah. Like the true professionals we and are. I'm sitting here watching you tapping keys as if to say, just just cure it. Yeah. Like literally, just get this sorted now. Yeah. 
you've been doing that you know when you're kind of standing by a car mechanic yeah kicking the tires <laughs> yeah yeah when the AA come out and they yeah. go could you just hold this for a minute and you go you sort of look back <laughs> to the other people in the car and go it's basically him and me doing this now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i've been enrolled yeah hold this washer <laughs> while i take your carburetor out <laughs> okay where okay. were we mark um, we've, so, we've just had like a 35 minute once upon a time in some out-of-the-way corner of that universe, which is dispersed into numberless twinkling solar systems, there was a star upon which clever beasts invented knowing. That was the most arrogant and mendicious minute of world history. But nevertheless, it was only a minute. After nature had drawn a few breaths, the star cooled and congealed, and the clever beasts had to die. So Nietzsche painted that backdrop for the drama of truth. All right. I've read it a few times, and I think... I must admit, I, I was trying to... I would think you could probably read that back to me a thousand times, and I'd still be looking at you like this. <laughs> okay, well... We, like were, a, we were saying a minute ago, weren't we, that you suddenly start to get into the, the philosophy of truth. Okay, so And this, you need a massive brain. This is what did it for me, was that that introduction from him, this is what I understand he meant by that. You can have a paragraph like that, but you, st as he said, you still wouldn't adequately illustrate how miserable, how shadowy and how transient, how aimless and arbitrary the human intellect looks within nature. And then that's the point, I think, that, that is something that, that consumes us. And we've been saying before around balance, social media is consumed with this mm. pursuance of truth or fact or statistics, or in more cases, disproving truths i think it actually works yeah. more that way yeah. now it's 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 almost to 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 defeat other people to take the rocks underneath other people and yeah, kick yeah, those yeah, away yeah. rather yeah. than even portraying your own and so what he was saying is when this is all over despite the human intellect nothing has actually happened this intellect has no additional m mission which would lead it beyond human life but it is human and only its possessor and begetter takes it so solemnly. And I think what he says is that we're so enthralled with our own importance mm. around notions such as truth mm. that we don't look at the whole entirety of nature. We just we just look at it as if it's focused on the me, me, me. Yeah. And he gives the, the example of a, of a gnat flying, that the gnat also sees that universe revolving around itself. Mm. It doesn't take into account... It's just how it's affected by the truths and, and the nature around it. So the, the gnat centre of the universe is the gnat. Yeah. And man's centre of the universe is quest for spirituality and truth and belief and everything else. Mm -hmm. But in the whole magnitude of the world, it, it's just a transient thing. It's just yeah. an intellect that's been invented. Yeah. And he uses this quote, which summed it up for me, that even in the proudest of men, the philosopher supposes that he sees on all sides the eyes of the universe telescopically focused upon his action and thought. And there is there's this inward bit, I think, that the human race has of its own self-importance. And I think the pursuance of truth is sometimes that, mm. that, 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 as we said, back on social media, I was just looking through this constant need to be reinforcing our beliefs as truths. Mm. And even when we know they're not, and even when we display something so this is the thing i was going to, yeah. to display and this is just you know i like sort of having it as as takeaways yeah 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 and we had to have some something to do with covid so <laughs> <laughs> yeah you and i were told off for not even saying that masks didn't protect you 
but by showing a picture that said the holes in masks are bigger than the virus. That's yeah. all we did. And <laughs> yeah. I think that is true, and I would stick with that. Yeah. But somebody else's truth was that that wasn't true. Mm. And so I saw something recently about double masking, mm. and the double masking oh, yeah. has caused me to question a lot of things because it was in April that Matt Hancock and I think Chris Whitty as well went, basically, unless you're a medic, forget about masks. Yeah, yeah. So the truth of that time in terms of government and the advice mm. we were given that masks made no difference, don't bother. Yeah. And also I saw a couple of things saying, and also there aren't very many of them, so don't be selfish and have them yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Leave them for yeah, people yeah, yeah. in health in, in settings. Front line, yeah. yeah, protect the NHS. Mm -hmm. And then when, when masks changed and it became, actually forget what we said, the new truth mm. Mm. is that masks do work. Yeah. And so that then became the new truth. And now the new, new truth is that two masks work better than one. Yeah. And I'm thinking, has this never occurred to someone in the past when we've had SARS and flu and other outbreaks or when people have gone into, I don't know, working with people with you know, highly contagious diseases? Mm. Has no one said, shit, put a couple of masks on just to be on the safe yeah. side? And it's suddenly in you know, this, this year, basically, double masks has become a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just dug a little bit deeper, as is my want, and it's the CDC, which yeah. is so the American, American... Can we just quickly look what it... The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Yeah. And so they've been very high on the double masks, and so yeah. they've done the research. Yeah. And so this is, this is taken from somebody writing about their findings. In the CDC study, mm. a medical procedure mask alone blocked 42% of particles from a simulated cough. Right. Now, I'm taking it that virus is probably the smallest of the particles. Yeah. Particles covers everything, I guess, like phlegm and spit and water and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I read that again. So a medical procedure mask, which is obviously, yeah. I would think, one of the better types, yeah, yeah. blocked 42%. Well, we showed a picture of a mask and suggested it might not stop everything from coming through and we were told that wasn't yeah, true. Told, yeah, it's absolutely right. So the CDC now have said... That that stat basically says some gets through. Some yeah, stuff gets through. 42%. So yeah. not even half is, is stopped. Yeah. While a cloth mask alone blocked 44%, fairly equal. So in some ways it's saying if you have a face covering, about half of the particles from your mouth yeah. will be blocked. Yeah. A cloth mask covering a medical procedure mm -hmm. mask blocked 92%. 0.5% of the cough particles. And yeah. but I just... But, but also, just on that, there's... Just when I looked up the CDC, there's a little kind of diagram of someone with a mask and it shows the kind of flow of, of I guess, breath and particles going out the yes. side of the mask, you know, as they yes. do. And we, there's that video that we've seen of that yes. guy in the, in like the minus forest. 20 yeah. putting, you know, every type of mask known to man on and you can just see the, the his breath just billowing out of the side of it. Yeah. So I'm sure it pre probably prevents it going forward in, you know directionally if I'm yes. chatting it's probably yeah. good but it doesn't stop anyone stood to the side of me or probably behind me you know that 42 percent is if you think of it like degrees of like yeah. vision yeah. how much 42 percent in what direction that's what's coming through the mask isn't it there's yeah. the other bits that aren't the mask yeah. this is something I questioned in terms if, of truth because if you're stood at my ear you're going to be getting all of it yeah because there's always a big yeah, hole yeah, at yeah, the side yeah, of the mask yeah. this is something I couldn't question and I don't want to just go down the COVID route. What I'm saying is that it's a bit like your flat earth. Truth becomes a movable feast. What was true a year ago is now, you know, so if you said to Matt, Matt Hancock, last April you said masks mm. aren't that efficient, don't yeah, bother. Yeah. Yeah. You believe that to be true. Yeah. Now you believe something else. And he could go, well, I've been given 
information that's yeah. led me to believe that. I think the thing I've got from that is this is something new from, yeah. from where we were. It's a new truth. Mm-hmm. It's a truth that is kind of undoing a truth that maybe we thought Mm-hmm. In terms of we thought masks, I, I think if you asked everyone six months ago, eight months ago, whatever, how how, how effective do you think yeah. this is in per- percentage yeah. terms? You think with all the fuss going on, you think it'd be more than 42%. Yeah. But then going back to the statistics, 42%, what what is that based on? Is that based on mm. what gets through, what doesn't? Is that based on the size the, of the particles? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what The actual kind of the measurement, what is it based on? Like I said, the angle of it coming out. Yeah. But this, it's just a number. I mean, but, how do you even get to that number? Yeah. Unless they show you work like you had to do in science. Like I said, I only got a B. But you had to show your workings. You needed a control so you could compare it against. And then you needed a set of methods and all that kind yeah. of thing. Someone just spits out a statistic. Yeah. And we've all got to take it as the absolute truth. But this is what I'm right? saying about the truth. When, how did you, like I, you said, you drilled down a bit and you've, you've got more questions than you have answers. Yeah. I mean, I've questioned the moon landings. I accept. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, I do it subtly, so you probably didn't notice. No, no, I hadn't noticed. But if they were true, and we were able, back in 19, is it 69, put somebody on Allegedly. The, yeah. Although I did see something the other day from a conspiracy theorist. That I'll just, I was going to text this to you. So Neil Armstrong yeah. could be known as Neil A on his badge, because you might not have Armstrong. And you read that backwards. Too long, yeah, you read that backwards. Alien. Just saying. Just putting it out there. Maybe that's a step too far. Alien. <laughs> Is that actually what he had on his jacket? On his no. Oh come on! <laughs> it's not true. But it is true that this is perfect. This is... is alien. Um, yeah. Well done, someone sitting around trying to work that one out, <laughs> and then trying, you know, put out a mistruth. Yeah. The point I'm making: if back in the day we could get somebody on the moon, mm-hmm. how can we? find in a certain number of months a vaccine that is 95% effective in killing something that has caused the biggest pandemic for 100 years. But we are unable to find a mask. Mm, A face covering that... That covers our face to stop this pandemic. That up until now, the one we've been using has an efficacy of 42%. That is mad. That can't be true. It can't be true that the human race cannot stop particles coming out of your mouth and reinfecting someone else, yeah. but we can get a rocket with somebody with a bloody golf club on the moon. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, with you. So again, the truth is how it's portrayed or, or how, going back to your earlier point, how people believe it. Yeah. Brain food, how's your training going? Because it feels to me like you've been trying different things. Yeah. And, um, is this my question that I didn't know I was getting? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're there. We're there already. So any any kind of anything you're kind of doing differently? Any standouts for any good results? Any surprising results? Because I think the thing that kind of felt like you're kind of doing a little bit more stuff around supersets and descending pyramids, I think you'll find <laughs> like, oh, is that correct, Mark? Yes. That any is reason correct. why you're kind of doing that? Are you finding a bit more benefit in, in those particular things? Um, I think I'd, if I take a step back, it's a really good question because it's... <laughs> I was listening to a podcast on the way over and it was Top Flight for Time Machine, sorry. And the guy had been talking about his son who's got his own podcast and he had um, a sketch on there and one of the characters' punchline is, what is your objective? And it became a, a repetition. Mm-hmm. So whatever circumstances he was in, he would say, what's your objective? And I was thinking, that's quite a good sort of mission statement for life as you get up in the morning, you know, what's what is your objective? Your objective? Yeah. So my objective was I want to be physically bigger. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get beyond... 12 stone mm-hmm. and I don't think I've been beyond 12 stone in my life mm-hmm. and the reason I wanted to do it is because I can't sprint anymore I wanted to become 
focused on physical activity that would help me mentally. Mm-hmm. And doing something purely for just doing its sake doesn't work. I do need you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. question, what's my objective? So my yeah. objective was to put on weight, most of it muscle, but it didn't have to all be muscle. I just wanted to be bigger. I wanted to mm-hmm. be bulkier. And so a lot of the things around PTs is this 80% in the kitchen, 20% in the gym. So yeah, yeah. I've increased certain things. I'm eating now more regularly, which is better for me. I'm enjoying food. I'm not eating loads of processed stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't beat myself up if I have a, yeah. a cookie or some crisps or whatever it is. And I'm now up to about 11 stone 12. And what I think I've realized is that when I'm training, whether it's you or anybody else, there's thousands of different exercises that we could use. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that there's basic movements, and you've often gone on about the functionality of movement. Yeah, yeah. So why are we constantly looking for something new? Sometimes just to mix something up yeah, or yeah, just sure. to, you know, try a little slightly different angle on your shoulders or whatever. But basically the basic push, pull and lift moves are the ones that are going to build you. And so what I think what I'm doing, the only difference I'm doing is pushing my body not to shock it because all this thing about, oh, surprise your muscles. And I don't believe in that. I believe you just do good lifting. You get stronger and stronger. Yeah you can gauge how strong you're getting. Mm. Listening back to a few pods to see how we sounded. One of the things that you said you'd really enjoyed was sarcopenia and that mm. we hadn't revisited mm. it. true, yeah. And what I've worked out is I'm losing muscle mass every year. Yep. Nature is taking that away from me. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I actively have to work to keep a constant muscle mass and I have yeah. to work even harder every, to, every to, year. Yeah, yeah. to yeah. increase my muscle mass. In the same way that we've mentioned before, intuitive eating, mm. I think it's intuitive training. So one of the things you know, might have noticed from some of my Insta stories are a couple of things I've been putting up. I've been writing up what I'm going to do mm-hmm. in terms of numbers. So yeah, the other yeah. day it was 360 press-ups press ups, in yeah. a session. Yeah. And I think what I'm doing now is getting my body to a point where it works so effectively and so efficiently at each session that I intuitively know that I've done the right things. Mm-hmm. But like yesterday, I didn't train yesterday. I was really tired yesterday and I had training planned, mm. but I've now shifted my body. Said like, you worked really, really hard for four days. Just do nothing today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, it's more intuition. It isn't just going, I'm going to do six, six sets of eight. Mm. If on the sixth set, I've still got room to spurn, I won't be constricted by going yeah. you said you're going to do eight you've done your eight now yeah. finish if i can do 11 or whatever i do so i think it is it's intuition it's listening mm. to my body mm. the gains are good and i'm happy cool um, so yeah yeah it's just I, th- I think it's just that it should be enjoyable if it isn't enjoyable it won't be sustainable so that the, the focus has to be yeah. i guess to, to i've got to name how i want to be how i want to look how strong i want to be but I want to make sure that, that the 50 minutes every day I put in the gym is an enjoyable experience. Mm. Because once the enjoyment stops, you're not going to go in. You'll find excuses to do something else. Mailbag. I got an email from a resident army captain. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> um, in relation to the last episode and the interview with Joe. He said, you've got some very intelligent friends. Joe is amazing. Love the coats analogy. In my 61 years, I have worn a lot of coats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's probably only in the last six years that I've started to take some of them off. Serendipity is probably my favorite word. And I found this last night. She's so got this little quote. He likes to send quotes. Yeah. Know what sparks the light in you so that you, in your own way, can illuminate the world. Mm-hmm. It's quite nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, she could easily write a book, probably more than one. Please keep up the good work. Cheers, Captain. Lovely. Yeah, I just want to go back to that question. I'm. Well, are you floored by my question? I'm floored by my lack of answer. 
Huh. It's really strange. I'm really... Well, it's probably because we haven't... Has anyone asked you how it's go- how your training's I've been, going? I've like... been training. <laughs> My first gym membership was in 1977, so I've had 43 years of gym membership. I should be able to explain quite fluently why I've chosen how I'm training, and I can't. It's okay. It's fine, but I think it... I just want to come back and just go, it is this intuition thing. It, it's only when I vocalised it, I realised it. Well, how I'm training now is what feels right for me. Mm. And I hadn't realised that till you asked the question. Do you think there's not enough of that, maybe? It's relentless, isn't it? Yeah. What everybody's doing, all these techniques, all these programmes. Does anyone really come up and go, just do what you feel when you turn, you know? Is yeah. that valid or is it is it not kind of cool or is it not kind of the thing to do? You've got to go in and know what you... The, the it's reason, all about the goals and right. objectives. Very, very just going, I'm going to do this today. Yeah, very, very briefly, just going back... I mentioned in the last part of the pod before, Amelia had posted something around calorie deficit. Mm. And I know that not all oh, PTs yes, that. Yeah, agree yeah. with that. Yeah, we put it on our um, didn't we? And not all people agree with that. And I know there's been a few things on social media around a number of things, not just about calories, but around things like body positivity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've read one or two posts that have sort of said, oh, you know, life's too short to be counting calories. And, you know, if you've had a good workout and you fancy a Domino's, have a Domino's. And, you know, mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up for having chocolate biscuits and, yeah. you know, all that sort of thing. And I think what's sometimes happening is that people are being almost so nice <laughs> mm-hmm. that it, you take away that discipline of that intuition yeah. that goes, actually... If you can feel comfortable in your own body, and it doesn't matter what weight it is, but the majority of people that come to me would like their body to be different. Mm. They might want to be bigger. They might want to be smaller. For whatever reason, right? For whatever reason. I think the point I'm making is that as professionals, if we just go, as long as you're happy, that's all right. That's more of a mental health issue. Yeah. Now that's connected with physical health. There's a little bit of, back to the truth here, not addressing the truth. Yes. So if you are if you are overweight or you've got something that isn't isn't healthy yeah. of mind or of body, you've got to flag it, haven't you, as as yeah. a PT, as someone yeah. who's kind of, you know, worried about those things. You've got to wanna you've got to wanna be interested in being the healthiest you can be. Yeah. Just what you said about the calorie deficit thing. People may not agree and you and it's fine. You don't have to agree with fact. Yeah. It's a fact. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. The cal- the the calorie deficit thing is a fact. And there's lots of there's lots of spin offs and things around that. But the fundamental the basics of that, and which is what merely starts off with the with that explanation. Yeah fact <laughs> it isn't a judgment and i think that's yeah and it's, the, but it's also okay to go i don't really agree with that my perception at the moment about pos- body positivity is it tends to be more aimed at women than men and women saying i'm positive about my body i might not fit social norms i might be a size whatever mm. but i'm positive and i'm happy yeah. and this is how i want to look and i'm not going to make any excuse and i'm not going to conform not one ounce of me is going to disagree with that yeah but if someone who was 22 stone came to me and said, I would like to be trained by you, going back to that question, what is your objective? If your objective is to stay at the weight you are, yeah, then I will train you with a maintenance yeah. you know, of yeah, calories. Yeah, sure. But if someone comes to me, I don't want to go, well, as long as you're happy or just eat what you want to do. Because if their objective, no matter how positive they feel, yeah. is to lose a certain amount of weight, it is incumbent upon me to give them the advice that will get them there. Yeah. And I think one of the things I'm thinking is happening on social media at the moment is that people aren't prepared to sometimes say something that's factual for fear of it being seen as judgmental. Yeah. And I've just saw or something... Offend- and offending, yeah. Yeah. I saw something today about um, how obesity and something else were now responsible for more death than mm. smoking. Mm-hmm. And if someone came to me and was smoking, 
I would advise them not to smoke. Yep. yep. So it has to be the same yeah. around obesity and diet. Yeah. So just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Yes. I was considering what you'd asked me and I was thinking, I have an objective and every single one of my clients has an objective. Yeah. And I give them what I consider the best advice possible. I think it's important you're pissing in the window otherwise, aren't you? Yeah. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast and send your feedback and ideas to imfinecast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying this pod and feel you're getting something out of it, then please do make sure you subscribe to us. Give us a five star review if on Apple podcast and tell a friend or two. All right. Well, hopefully I can go away and sort this sound. Yeah. Hopefully it's not. It's not been sounding great in our ears, has it? No. I'm just praying think it threw us a little bit didn't it? yeah it has a little bit and i just hope it's going to be up to the standards everyone is expecting <laughs> by, by next your part. standards so right let's go away and fix that yeah see you in the next Good episode luck. bye see ya.